Welcome back to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Today, we will continue our journey into the best parts of Star Wars Episode 3. Atta- no, wait, it's not Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been that long. Been that long, folks. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I've probably watched the movie about 40 times now, but it has been a little bit since I've seen it. <laughs> Including, what did I watch? The version of it, the backslide of the West or backhand of the West, something like that, which is the, it was translated into Chinese and then retranslated back into English and then dubbed. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely translated into communist Chinese. <laughs> you say a strict interpretation. Yes. Yes. Because the Sith are the West um, uh-huh. <laughs> and the Jedi are the Presbyterian church, which I, I couldn't figure that one out either. <laughs> 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 they start they like start half of the movie the first half of the movie they refer to them as like the doomed people or like the sad wanderers or something like that something you know and then like towards the later half of the movie they just start calling them the presbyterian church and i'm like well, okay interesting transition <laughs> <laughs> Not sure why we went there. All right. So, yeah, we last left off talking about the worst decision ever. <laughs> yes. The worst decision ever. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious because, like, this is, you can tell that this is definitely how to interpret this because both me and Bruce agree. <laughs> this is the worst decision ever. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many things that happened after that. You're just like, it just, why? why? <laughs> yeah. Here, okay. Here's what we're going to do. I don't know where we're hashing it, but I don't care. <laughs> it just sounds like a couple of drunk guys or like high guys in a van trying to figure out their plan. Like, oh man, man, you go and you go kill your best friend. And while you're doing that, I'll go kill this other guy because you're not strong enough. Man, why don't we fight him together? No, 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 we can't do that, man. We can't do that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you go get the Chinese food and I'll go get the sun kissed orange soda. Okay. Well, why can't we just go together? No, no, no. It's just not gonna work that way. <laughs> It'll take too long, man. <laughs> but it's at the same store, right, man? No, it just take too long. Just, just just trust me, dude. You're high. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you were high, too. Not, not, not the point here. <laughs> <laughs> like any logical person would be like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they decide to split the party, which any fool who's ever played any sort of tabletop role-playing game would tell you that that is a horrible, horrible thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. They split the party, entered the dungeon, and then went right. Um, <laughs> always go left. <laughs> so yeah, Yoda goes to take on the Emperor, and Obi Wan goes to take on Anakin. Yes. The next scene is um, Obi Wan going to Padme's ridiculous apartment. <laughs> yes, I like how I brought this up in one of the previous episodes. I'm like, they are like ultra rich, and you're like, well, of course they're senators. And now you're now you're on, on, in line with me. Yes, it is ridiculous. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 
you so much for that. But once again, the Star Wars universe has like an aversion to the safety rails. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because Obi-Wan pulls right up to the balcony. <laughs> it's not even just like a balcony. And like, it, it's just like this, this circular one person can stand on a platform in the middle of space. Like it's, <laughs> I just have to assume human beings have like in that universe, just never had a fear of heights or of depths or like, however you want to put it. Like they just don't, there's no fear of falling pretty much for some right. reason. <laughs> on top of which you absolutely want people to just drop in on you unexpectedly while you're sitting in the middle of your living room. Yeah, because there's no way to like, like, because there's not even doors, right? If I remember right. <laughs> it's an open, you know, it's an open half circle kind of thing, and <laughs> it's like, what do you guys do when it rains? I mean, come on. <laughs> and I know it seems like we're we're trashing on the movie. We like this movie. It's just now that we know that we like it, we're we're pointing out the things that we're just like. You know that why, why why was it why would a society design something like this? Yes. <laughs> and and the, the fair point of it is because they can. This is what happens when you have a ton of money and you just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I want to have a YouTube series where like an OSHA guy reviews movies and he's just like, "No, see that wouldn't have been done like that because, you know, death." <laughs> I mean, they probably have like just the maid every like four months falls off the balcony and plummets to her death. <laughs> just, I just imagine like the under the, you know, the very bottom of Coruscant where like the streets are or whatever. It's just littered with dead people who have fallen off their balconies. Well, on Coruscant, there wouldn't even be bodies, Pat. Let's just be honest about that. It would be a puddle indistinguishable from any other puddle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably its own like economy, like, People cleaning up the dead bodies, people using it for food, people collecting like any money or valuables. Like it's a probably its own little body getting economy from the bottom of Coruscant. And as disturbing as that sounds, that's probably an honest assessment when you consider what we understand of Coruscant as a, as a planet. Also on your on your puddle point. So because of air resistance. Like there's only a certain speed at which we'll ever hit the ground. Like we hit a ter- what's called a terminal velocity. Uh-huh. When a human hits a terminal velocity, they don't liquefy. You stay intact, and everything just sort of breaks on the inside. Like you, all your bones break more or less, and there's lots of internal bleeding. Now, when you go up to larger animals, things that are heavier than us, then you uh-huh. start getting like liquefaction, and ex- like a horse would explode, <laughs> like just explode like limbs and and everything everywhere. Like, and an elephant, an elephant's gonna liquefy. You're gonna get like a wave of elephant. <laughs> Anybody nearby? Well, you gotta understand my confusion because I am the fat man. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. A really fat human would <laughs> would be more more likely to liquefy or explode. And conversely, smaller animals have a much better chance of surviving. Like if you drop a rat or a mouse, it's got like a like a mouse, like a small one. It's got like uh, like a 90 something percent chance of walking away. Good God. <laughs> just because the air just bu- buoys them up. And the funny part is like humans are kind of at that threshold. A really small human who manages to hit a couple things on the way down or slow their fall. Gonna be fine. A bigger human, dead as a doornail. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> just having those comparisons that just two names just automatically come to my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So if me and my wife are falling. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was thinking uh, Trip and Peaches. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's another one. <laughs> Peaches would probably walk away. I mean, he had some broken bones, but he would walk away. <laughs> so going to hell yes uh, okay so now that we've spent five minutes talking about what it's like yeah. to fall from a high place <laughs> let's talk about star wars so yeah obi-wan goes to talk to padme to find out where her boo is <laughs> where her baby daddy is <laughs> and this scene is so so very soap opera. Aha. Uh-huh. Daytime soap opera. Yes, daytime the acting is very daytime soap opera. Like I saw him killing younglings and I have to not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she reacts daytime soap opera. So I want to watch in Spanish because I want to see how it plays out. You know, the daytime Spanish soap opera. Por <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that the emotions that they're trying to convey aren't appropriate. It's just trying to convey them because most people, they internalize these things to a certain degree that especially adults, well-adjusted adults, internalize them. The reactions wouldn't be so prevalent. But yeah, for film, you had to really outdo it. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's sad because I'm trying to think if there are any other scenes with just Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman. It's funny because both of those characters or both of those actors are constantly interacting with Christian Haydenson, uh-huh. Anakin's actor. And in those scenes, they have some just amazing scenes together. Even Anakin and Padme, although it's still very much not a teen movie, but <laughs> it's better in this movie. I think there's just a want or an expectation that when Padme and uh, Obi-Wan get together, like the acting is going to be phenomenal. And then you get the soap opera scene and you're just like, well, I'm let down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It could be, you know, it's that classic scenario of your best friend meeting your wife and their only thing that they have in common is it's you. you. <laughs> and on top of it, you've just become evil. <laughs> right. <laughs> and killed a bunch of children. Good job. <laughs> right. And you both recognize that it's wrong, but they don't know each other well enough to really be able to talk about it. <laughs> Ooh, how about dead murdering of children? How do you feel about that one? <laughs> <laughs> Because the one's thinking, oh, it's his wife, so she's not going to believe this. And the other is, oh, it's his best friend. You know, he's just not that great of a guy. <laughs> no, no, no wife thinks that her husband's best friend is a very good person. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. <laughs> the reason why there are the bad parts of that person is because of this person. <laughs> yes, is because, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's certainly true between me and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get that tattooed on my arm. It's Bruce's fault. It's Bruce's fault. See? (laughs) And I'll get it tattooed on my arm. It's Pat's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And then when we're together and they yell at us, we'll just point to our tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) And it's at which point that after saying, you know, yes, Anakin's killed young Lynx, turned to the dark side, I have to find him. And Padme's like, no, I'm not going to turn in my husband. You're not going to kill him, are you? Um... 
No. He's no. become very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so going to say I'm going to kill him. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not going to kill him, but I'm going to kill him. Dang it. <laughs> He's like, well, okay, I know I'm not going to get a straight answer. Anymore. I'm going to leave. Oh, by the way, it, it, it's not because I'm a Jedi, but I know you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> not just that. No. I mean, he knows she's, she's showing, obviously. What he says is, I know who, you know, Anakin's the Anakin's father. Anakin's the father, right. And then the, the parting... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just like, ooh, burn. So I think after that, do we jump to the Mustafar where Anakin is killing the folks? So the Emperor sends him to Mustafar to kill the rest of the leaders of the Separatists. And of course, the Emperor called ahead and said, hey, my cool guy Anakin here is coming to take care of you. Just wait right there. Yes, to take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> And so he shows up and he walks into the door and does he kill the droids? Yeah, that's the first thing he does is he kills the guard droids. Right. And then he closes the door with the force. No, no, he doesn't. He closes the door with the force and then he gets to kill him. Right. Because he has all those mouse droids that are running in front of him and they all run into the room at the same time, Mm -hmm. which was hilarious. (laughs) And then Newt Gunray is all like, oh, we've been expecting you. And then he starts closing the doors. <laughs> yep. And then that's where it's, it, yeah, it cuts from there. And then when we come back, everybody's dead. Except well, for one guy. A, yeah, except for... It's not New Gunray, but it's a Nemoidian. Yeah. And he's in the back and he says something. No, because you see New Gunray saying something like, all we wanted was peace. It wasn't New Gunray. Okay, well, fine. It was another... It was another Nemoidian, but it wasn't not New Gunray. Okay, so another Nemoidian. He says all, all we wanted was peace, and then he gets like slashed in half. <laughs> or just slashed. See, okay, this this is a weird thing I noticed in a lot of these scenes where they're just like indiscriminately killing people. When they indiscriminately kill robots, the robots get cut in half or like chopped into bits or whatever, but the people don't. Like they just get slashed. And I know that's like a film problem because you can't literally cut people in half (laughs) that would be bad but the question is how does that work out in like the star wars universe like because it you know he does the slashing move you pull your punch i guess but like how like physically how do you do that with a lightsaber (laughs) well you gotta imagine that basically these these guys have been using these things since they're five Like, like, I'm talking about, like, physically. Like, how do you just rake it enough across a guy that you're not cutting him in half? That, you just that's what I'm trying to say, is that you've, you've used it enough that you know how to cut somebody. Yeah. In particular, Anakin, because he, he prides himself on his lightsaber uh, abilities. I'm as good as Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> so, yeah, he cuts that guy in half. Yeah. Tells the Emperor, you know, I've killed the uh, separate and he's like yes you've brought peace and justice to the galaxy you've done very well does he say galaxy or does he use the word empire in there at any point empire you said empire no that's not where we hear the word empire that's i think the first time we hear that is during the senate meeting yes because he orders him you know shut down all the droids and he says yes you know yes my master and then he's he gets the the beeping alarm and he sees padme's ship coming in right now, of course, before seeing Padme's ship come in, we have a, a quick little scene where it shows Padme getting on her Naboo ship by herself with 3PO 
no guards because of course this is this woman who's had a guard with her her entire life as far as we know in the star wars universe is going on this trip once without him yeah and she waves him off she says i'll be fine don't worry about it you know i'm a pregnant woman with a protocol droid that nobody can possibly stand <laughs> yeah and, she, and she's like don't worry i have c-3po with me and i'm like really really <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't worry, honey. I know I'm going bear hunting with my bare hands, but I'm bringing along my three-year-old. <laughs> It'll be fine. And of course, the first thing 3PO says, and he goes, I think I'm getting the handle of this flying thing. You're like, yes. oh, God, no. Yeah, you're like, uh, I kind of think that's partly put in there for the comedic one scene. Effect. Well, it's comedic effect, but it, it plays into that scene in New Hope where him and Luke are in the sand speeder and Luke is got the binoculars and he's like, ah, oh, I see R2. Here, punch it. And you're like, wait a minute, that means C-3PO's driving. <laughs> <laughs> Why the is he driving? <laughs> <laughs> I just want a little taste of that imperial privilege. <laughs> just a taste. Just a taste. And then they wipe my memory for it. <laughs> well, I meant Luke, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a droid driving for me. <laughs> yeah, what up? <laughs> and of course, though, in that scene, you see Obi-Wan sneaking into a Padme ship. Yeah, he sneaks in and puts himself in the closet. <laughs> God, and there's so many scenes. The problem is, like, it jumps around so much because you see Anakin standing outside looking at the lava and the, right. the things, and he's crying. Or is he crying? No, he's just brooding. But his eyes have turned like that yellowish color. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as you see the Naboo ship leave, now we jump to Yoda facing off with the Emperor. Here's the even the more confusing part about the timing of everything is because. As soon as we see the Naboo cruiser leave, that's when we see Anakin talking to the Emperor about having destroyed all the Separatist leaders and the Emperor saying to shut down all the droids, which is immediately followed by the Naboo ship suddenly showing up. Yeah, like it it gives this kind of illusion that like all these planets are like literally right next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) It takes five minutes. You're like, no, no. Now comes the whole confrontation with Anakin. So we can skip ahead to just dealing with Yoda and the Emperor. Let's do it. Yoda versus the Emperor. So I'm pretty sure it starts with Yoda walking into the office. Right. And just manhandling the two guards by the door. Yeah. He's just like, flump. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he just slams them both against the wall and they fall down unconscious. <laughs> And the, you see the the one counselor guy standing behind Palpatine. <laughs> the deacon. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call him the deacon because he he's always holding the staff. Like, yeah, you that's know. a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Yeah, worst deacon ever. <laughs> <laughs> just walks out and this guy holding the staff. Pay me no attention. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't mind me. I'm gonna edge edge back behind. Exit stage left. <laughs> the emperor. Emperor expresses his surprise. You survived. (laughs) And then he shoots him with lightning, like, right away, right? Right. Boom. And then I guess it catches Yoda by surprise. 
As far as I can tell, like, I, I don't know how to read that scene because he gets hit and falls over, right? Right. So I don't know if the whole scene is an act, like, oh, I'm going to let myself get hit by this because he's caught lightning before, right? We've seen that. Right. So I don't know if he's if he's just letting himself be hit so he can surprise <laughs> him later. Right. So that's like the most confusing part about everything because he was so confident about taking on the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. That he's like, no, no, Obi-Wan, you go do your thing. That's your thing. You have to do that. You can handle it that because I can handle my thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, you see him basically looks like he's unconscious. <laughs> right. Like it was a, it was a knockout punch from the beginning and you're kind of like, um, okay. <laughs> like you're Yoda, like you're like super seeing the future kind of guy. How come you didn't see this coming? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then so the emperor, you know, starts advancing on him, you know, saying, I've waited a long time for this, my little green friend. And then Yoda peeks his eye and his ear up. You're like, oh, I've been awake this whole time. And you're like, right. Did you just wake up or were you playing all along? And I still can't tell. I don't know. (laughs) And then what's even better is that the emperor waits for him to get up. (laughs) Yes. I know I just blasted you with lightning from out of nowhere, but I'm going to let you get up. I want this to be a fair fight. Yes. (laughs) No, you don't. We dark side Jedi, Sith, we're always known for our honorable combat. (laughs) Yes. That's thinking the whole time. Like, why? (laughs) Why does he let him get back up? And then just as impressive is all of that back and forth. Because it's, it's like medieval combat, you know, when you see guys that are like, you know, honor dictates that I take a swing at you and then you take a swing at me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yoda gets up and they're still doing a little more talking. And then Yoda uses the force to just throw Palpatine across the room. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he like hits his chair and, <laughs> and rolls and... <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so for our viewers, if any of you have seen Family Guy, it's like that episode where the two old guys are fighting over Chris. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I remember that one, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know <laughs> I've a, seen it. But it's, just, yeah. it's just like one throws one punch and then the other throws another punch. And you're like, <laughs> so is this a fight or are we just, you just taking shots at each, each other? other? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> And then, of course, Yoda does some trash talking, which doesn't suit Yoda. Your reign is at an end, and not sure it was. I don't know. I, I was kind. Of, I was okay with that. I got to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't seem profound, which is what I always expect out of Yoda. Right, and that's the thing. Like Yoda is very much the wise, profound, sitting on a rock with his legs crossed guy. And this was action Yoda. It's kind of the same or similar Yoda we saw out of the very end of episode two. Right. And so action Yoda, I don't particularly see as terribly profound because he doesn't win either of these fights. (laughs) He (laughs) didn't win the fight in episode two and he doesn't win this one either. So yeah, it's kind of like Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to back up for a second. He didn't necessarily lose the fight in attack of the clones. Count Dooku fled. I would call that a draw. I definitely, right. I would definitely wouldn't call it a loss on his, but he didn't win it either. Okay, that's fair. That's the point. And then this next line, I'm going to kind of put a highlighter on because I'm going to bring it up towards the end of this fight. Yoda says, you know, mistrust in your new apprentice, you may be, and Palpatine's like, Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us, or flip-flop that. But it's the fact that Palpatine says Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us. I'm going to bring that up later at the end of this fight. Okay. Because he shoots lightning at 
Yoda again, right? And he absorbs it? No, not till later. Not till later. Okay, that's right. Now starts the lightsaber fight. <laughs> right. So we cut out from here. Like, we don't know how they get to this next part. But in the next scene, they're in the little... Pulpit. Yeah, coming up into the Senate. And they're fighting right. with their lightsabers at, like, close range. Right. Yoda's doing his super jumping thing around Palpatine and fighting him. Which, honestly, was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As always, I feel like it didn't go on long enough. I would have liked more of this. Even just this little part of it, I would have liked more of it. And would have been really interesting to kind of see it grow out of the pulpit and kind of just see it go down like maybe hallways or... I would have liked to have seen how they got there. <laughs> the, the lightsaber <laughs> fight to that point. Well, if you notice in the center of the room where the, where it's their fight started, the pulpit was there. Right. Yeah. So the chancellor's office is in the center at the bottom of the Senate chamber. So it was just more of a hey, somebody flicked the, the switch while fighting and it just goes straight up. Super convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super convenient for the guy writing the story. <laughs> yeah, super convenient. Barely an inconvenience. Wait, dang it. <laughs> it's going to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. There we go. I got it right that time. <laughs> so, yeah, as they go up, they're fighting, and Palpatine, I, I guess, gets thrown over to the seats. That's another thing. We don't know how they get from there to the seats. Right. So, that that's another thing I would have loved to have seen. Like, as monumental as this fight is... It wasn't long enough. Like, <laughs> like we, I, I feel like we saw enough of the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like we got enough of Yoda and the Emperor because Yoda versus the Emperor has been an internet debate before there was an internet since the 80s. <laughs> since not Empire so much, but since um, the one after Empire. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> But yeah, so now starts the, they've decided to go back to their, who's got a bigger force wing by throwing stuff at each other. <laughs> you know, I thought this was, this was kind of cool because you have Palpatine just popping the seats off and throwing them at Yoda and Yoda's dodging. And the, the weird part to me is Yoda keeps pulling his lightsaber out and turning it on as he's dodging these things. So I'm just thinking to myself, why are you pulling the lightsaber out? It's like distracting you. Well, I'm putting it back. Because <laughs> he's just constantly getting these things. Like you can jump with the lightsaber, number one, or number two, just put it away. <laughs> You're obviously in a force battle here. <laughs> right. The part that also confuses me is that in his retaliation with using the force, he stops the platform, which, okay, that made sense. And then he decides he's going to spin it. And I'm like, well, what does spinning it do? What does that really do? Because you could just throw it right back. <laughs> So the answer to that one is no, you can't. Basically, it's the same way rifling in a gun works. You know, the inside of a gun, a gun's barrel is rifled, and that means it's curved. It causes the bullet effectively to spin as it's being pushed forward. And this causes the bullet to go in a straight line. And it doesn't deviate because the the problem with the early barreled guns is that they were super inaccurate. The bullet would come off the barrel, but it would hit some little thing in the barrel and it would shoot off 20 degrees to the right or the left. They were terrible. And then you rifled the gun. And so what you're doing is you're spinning the high velocity object so that it goes in a straight line. So by doing that, what Yoda was doing was he was making it impossible for the emperor to catch it 
like what what Yoda was doing was just knocking some of them to the side. The Emperor would not have been able to do that. So I'm going to destroy that whole argument right now by pointing out the fact that you're talking about normal physics when describing people who are obviously manipulating normal physics to their benefit. Yeah, I agree with that, but it, it obviously takes them some time to do that. Like we see in the battle at the end of episode two, where Yoda has to spend effort and time to catch the giant falling pillar. But it seems to be less effort than he did when he caught the rocks earlier in the fight because the rocks were smaller. That would be my counter to that. The only disappointing part about that is that they built up a lot of lore behind Yoda and about what a great Jedi he is. Yes. I guess there's like two or three parts that I find disappointing about it. Number one, we have Yoda in empire basically telling a size doesn't matter right right this is like intern philosophy that it doesn't matter whether you're picking up a rock or a spaceship it's all the same right and then we have because of episode two and then this fight you have this sort of washed away like it's no 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 like the the real world physics really do matter <laughs> the the force piece of it was just like i guess trying to get luke to get out of his own head which i i guess is fine but it's a little disappointing but there was a reason behind him spinning the i what i thought he should have done is do what he did and then throw another thing at the emperor at the same time so that he's paying attention to the spinning thing and then <laughs> and then another thing hits him. Right. Yeah. It's like what you do in dodgeball. You throw a ball up really high so they're watching up and then you throw the ball right at them. <laughs> right. So then after that, the emperor dodges it, jumps down a few levels, and then Yoda jumps up to meet him. And this is where the next force lightning thing happens. That's right. Yoda pulls his lightsaber out. And he tries to block the lightning with his, his saber, and it gets blasted away. Yeah. And then they go hand-to-hand with the force lightning. Yeah. And so basically what ends up happening is, is it's just they're holding each other off, but because of all the energy in it, they get blown back. Yeah. And because Yoda's back was to the center of the chamber, he gets thrown to the bottom. Yeah. I liked the scene until the explosion. <laughs> you know, Yoda jumps up. The Emperor shoots the lightning out because he knows he's in trouble because he's off balance. It, it knocks the thing out of Yoda's hands. He fires the lightning. Yoda catches it. You know, the Emperor now thinks he has the upper hand. He's like bearing down. And Yoda's like, no, I got this. <laughs> he starts coming back. And you see the Emperor is like falling back. And then the explosion happens. And that's when Yoda gets screwed. And then what's confusing about this, because, you know, he had him at that point. He knows that he's had him at that point. And Yoda falls to the center of the chamber. And there's the Emperor holding on for dear life to, to one of the platforms. And Yoda gets up, looks up, sees his robe and goes, oh, I should probably get out of here. I'm like, well, why? Y- you weren't losing. There's two parts of this scene because he hits the center pulpit and he's scraping down with his fingers, right? Trying to get back up. And none of that makes sense to me because I'm like, just float down. <laughs> You're... Jedi. <laughs> You've been hopping around like a madman this whole time. Yeah. And suddenly. <laughs> like, why is this a problem? And then when he falls to the ground, yeah. And he looks up and there's a couple extra guards there now with Palpatine. Were there? Yeah. At that point, I thought, no, maybe not. No, because you just hear the Emperor laughing as he's holding on to the platform. Yeah, because he laughs and then he does the. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't get it either. I don't know why Yoda decides this is it. I'm calling it. <laughs> I have to assume maybe he feels like a whole bunch of troopers are coming or something's about to happen. But this seems like, <sighs> and especially because you have to know that this is going to be your one chance 
to do something. Yeah. I feel like Yoda, in a lot of ways, he's like the wise old Kung Fu master at the top of the temple and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been there for hundreds of years and everybody knows how wise he is and he's amazing in the forest. But you look into his background and it turns out like he's the only one left of, of all the other Kung Fu people because everybody else got killed in a fire and he was like sleeping. And he's really not that <laughs> not that amazing when it comes down to it. <laughs> Certainly not on film. You know? <laughs> like he... he, he he drops the ball like so hard here and it's just like i don't like this is one of those like wouldn't you figure like this is a failure is not an option it feels like i have to win this fight or i die like because there's no other way forward here right (laughs) unless he already knows like if he's already got the next 18 years in his mind somehow from force vision. If I can hold out for 20 years, this will all work my way. <laughs> right. Like like that's and <laughs> and, and if that were the case, then why go through it in the first place? <laughs> right. Like and I think the a bigger piece that plays into this is that like Star Wars is a fatalistic universe. Like it has destiny and it has fate. And so like individual will is very much downplayed. Right. And so in that universe, if you have a character who can see the future, they're just, you just like, you would be resigned to it. You're like, Oh no, it's going to happen. So if he knew, yeah, why did he do this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, um... (laughs) So the end of this particular storyline is Yoda crawling through the electrical ductwork and calling Bail Organa to come pick him up. And uh, he opens a, basically, I guess, a manhole cover, yeah. and drops down into a speeder and tells Bail Organa, I have to go into exile because I failed. Yeah. And Bail's like, well, you know, you should have just fought to the end. No, Bail doesn't say that, but he's probably <laughs> thinking it really hard. <laughs> I mean, Bail's thinking, we could, well, we're all bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> I can just turn around. We can go back at it. I'll, I'll go with you this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. The most powerful being that I know said that he's failed and has to go into exile. Well, I'm boned. <laughs> I could literally feel all of my hope draining out of me. That's that's good. <laughs> Bill's like I'm a pacifist anyway, so <laughs> good thing I'm a pacifist. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to backtrack to the Anakin Obi Wan storyline. This has been another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. Remember, we have a website, patandthefatman.com, and a Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast. All proceeds go to our lovely and talented executive producer of awesomeness. Also, there's a poll. If you want to go check out the poll, maybe it's expired by the time this this came out, but maybe it's not, so you never know. (laughs) Go to the website. Thanks for listening, folks. This is Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. May the force be with you. Did we cover that? I'm pretty sure we did. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>